You're listening to Hidden History, and I'm your host, Ellis Tucci. If you know any way that we can improve our content for you, the listener, drop us a line at hiddenhistory.show forward slash contact to catch up on all our past episodes and hear new ones every week. Head on over to your Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or hiddenhistory.show and learn something new today. Apologies for the lack of an episode last week. You know how schedules can be sometimes. This is Hidden History, and you're listening to episode 45, The Elephant in the Room. The story this week might be slightly shorter than usual, but I think it can serve as an important vehicle to grant insight into the way our justice system functions by default. This is the story of the life and death of Mary the Elephant. The time, 1916. The place, Irwin, Tennessee. Irwin is an industrial and railroad boomtown. From 1900 to 1916, as a result of coal mining, shipping, and manufacturing, its population grew threefold. Like, well, almost every boomtown in existence, the development of its infrastructure did not keep pace with its population increases. The quality of life was low in Irwin, Tennessee. And what better to lift the spirits of those living in substandard conditions than the distracting allure of the circus? The show in question is Sparks' world-famous shows, a second-rate circus that toured the American South in a ten-car train. In order to entice the residents of these disparate small towns into attending the show, Sparks' circus held a parade in each town the day before the opening of the Big Top. The highlight of each parade was the elephants. In the golden age of the circus, the attracting power of the show was judged by a number of things. One of these things was the number of elephants at their command. Sparks had five, and of those five, one shined far brighter than the rest. Her name was Mary. She was an Asian elephant weighing in at about five tons. On September 13, 1916, Mary the Elephant was sent to the gallows. But wait, let's back up for a little bit and talk about just how we got here. On September 11th, the Spark Circus performed a show in St. Paul, Virginia. It was here in this tiny mining town that they picked up some new talent. The circus took on Red Eldridge, a homeless man, as an elephant handler. This goes almost without saying, but he was very untrained. The next day, he was dead. Accounts of his death vary wildly, depending on the source. Here's a quote from W.H. Coleman, at the time a 19-year-old boy who supposedly witnessed the death. There was a big ditch at that time run up through Center Street, and they'd sent these boys to ride the elephants. There was, oh, I don't know now, seven or eight elephants, and they went down to water them, and on the way back each boy had a little stick-like, that was a spear or a hook in the end of it. And this big old elephant reached over to get her a watermelon ride, about half a watermelon somebody eat, and just laid it down there. 
and he did, and the boy gave him a jerk. He pulled him away from him, and he just blowed real big. And when he did, he took him right around the waist, and throwed him against the side of the drink stand, and he just knocked the whole side out of it. I guess it killed him, but when he hit the ground, the elephant just walked over and set his foot on his head, and blood and brains and stuff just squirted all over the street. The Staff, a newspaper from Johnson City, Tennessee, 15 miles from Irwin, gave the following account on September 13, 1916, saying that Mary, quote, collided its trunk vice-like around his body, lifted him ten feet in the air, then dashed him with a fury to the ground, and with the full force of her beastly fury is said to have sunk her giant tusks entirely through his body. The animal then trampled the dying form of Eldridge as if seeking a murderous triumph. Then, with a sudden swing of her massive foot, hurled his body into the crowd. Twenty years later, the Johnson City Press Chronicle gave an entirely different version of Eldridge's death, reporting that, quote, The elephant's keeper, while in the act of feeding her, walked unsuspectingly between her and the tent wall. For no reason that could be ascertained, Mary became angry and, with a vicious swish of her trunk, landed a fatal blow on his head. The case of details behind the death of Red Eldridge are blurry at best. There is no definitive account of the incident, and retellings of the event have been contorted by time and the nature of oral storytelling. Supposedly, Mary had two impacted teeth in the exact spot where Eldridge prodded her mouth. This, of course, was not discovered until after her death. There was one thing for certain, though. There would be hell to pay. A crowd began to assemble around Mary. A 65-year-old blacksmith by the name of Hench Cox decided to take the law into his own hands, emptying five rounds from his 3032 pistol into Mary's side. The bullets did little, and even though she was no longer hostile towards others, the crowd began to take up a chant. Cries of, kill the elephant, let's kill him. Charlie Sparks, the circus's owner, raced from the showgrounds to address the crowd. People... I'd be perfectly willing to kill her, he said. But there's no way. There ain't gun enough in the country that she could be killed. He was lying, of course, in a desperate bid to save the animal. An act he did not out of compassion, but out of financial prudence. He estimated that Mary the Elephant was worth as much as $20,000. But word of the elephant spread quickly to Johnson City, where the circus was scheduled to perform the 14th, and to Rogersville, where they were to perform on the 15th. Both declared that no such murderous elephant would be allowed in their town. The Sparks Circus performed that night in Kingsport. Mary was a part of the show and remained calm and well-behaved. Charlie Sparks hoped that people would forget the incident, and he would be allowed to show in Johnson City and Rogersville without a problem. This would not be the case. The newspapers of Johnson City were determined to not let the incident slide into obscurity, and the next day plastered their daily editions with calls for Mary's death. Red Eldridge, it seemed, must be avenged. Though in reality, it is quick and easy to kill an elephant 
by simply shooting through its ear canal. Those who called for the execution were not aware of this, and as a result, called for more and more abhorrent ways of ending Mary's life, the worst of which involved attaching her to two opposing locomotives and pulling her limb from limb. Ultimately, it was decided that Mary would hang. And so we get to Irwin. On September 13th, while the circus raged on the inside of the tent, Mary stood outside, chained in place. The ringmaster announced that after the show, Mary would be hanged to death from a Derrick railroad car. The spectacle would be open to the public. Of course, there would be no extra charge for those who had already bought a ticket. 2,500 people went to the Clinchfield rail yards to gawk at the great animal's death. Spark Circus paraded all their elephants through town, trunk to tail, on their way to the hanging. In tow followed scores of people, including, according to one eyewitness, nearly every child in Irwin. Once they reached the spot where she was to die, her handlers chained her feet to the track and slowly began to fit her with a massive chain noose. The crane began to lift. The spectators began to hear the bones in her foot groan and crack. Her handlers had forgotten to detach one of her feet from the rail as the crane had stretched her upwards. They detached the foot and resumed the slow lift. Mary's enormous weight made quick work of the chain, snapping it in half and sending her plummeting back to earth, where she sat up straight, unable to move due to immense pain and her broken hip. A man quickly ran back up to her and wrapped her neck in a heavier chain. The hanging resumed, and Mary the Elephant died. Her body hung there like a trophy for half an hour, after which she was buried by the railroad tracks. Legend has it that grave robbers dug her up that night and made a pair of dice out of the ivory from her tusks. Spark's Circus continued to operate independently before being acquired by the American Circus Corporation in 1928. The ACC then sold it to Ringling Brothers, who ceased operations of Spark's world-famous shows in 1931. Charlie Sparks died in Macon, Georgia, on July 28, 1944. The death of Mary the Elephant is a clear-cut case of mob mentality and frontier justice. If you're upset by the way this story played out, then you should be. Mary's execution was incredibly cruel and unduly brutal. There is something to be said about holding wild animals to human legal standards which they could never hope to understand. Yet I'd like to leave you with one question. If this is how we treat a living thing that is not aware of the repercussions of its actions, if this is enough to turn our stomachs, then we must use Mary's death as a lens through which we can analyze the mentality surrounding the human elements of the United States justice system. If this is how we treat an elephant, can you imagine? How horridly do we treat other humans who are supposed to, at all times, maintain accountability and knowledge of potential repercussions? Thanks for listening. 
This is Ellis Tucci at Hidden History, signing off.